Just two games in the NHL tonight, early in the second period. Penguins lead the Senators 2-0. Later on, Avalanche at Canucks. Oilers, of course, at the Canucks tomorrow. It's on 6.30, Jed, with the face-off show at 6.30. The game will start at 8. The Oilers have won five straight. The Canucks, it is going poorly in Vancouver. In fact, we're going to talk about that in depth a little bit more later on with Matt Sakaris out of Vancouver, co-host of the Sakaris and Price podcast the uh, Canucks well out of the playoff chase at the moment and they appear to be fading fast as opposed to being poised to make a charge and who knows maybe making a coaching change in the next uh, 48 to 72 hours but we'll dive into that a little bit later on as that continues to be uh, one of the storylines here for our Canadian teams yeah the Oilers looking very good they practiced today it was an open practice so uh, some season ticket holders came out to watch that and then flew to Vancouver to get ready for for that game tomorrow some good trends in the Oilers game lately of course the challenge can they continue them I think there's some uh, valid discussion to be have still about how does the roster need to be rounded out heading towards the the trade deadline which is coming up on March 3rd so we are getting there I might even suggest someone they could trade for today I, I know I'm I, I kind of established I'm not necessarily a big fan of trade proposals per se, but players that might be out there and, and might be available, uh, I am going to discuss a little bit tonight, focusing on one guy. I'll get to that as we move along this evening. I want to get to something that uh, was brought up last night. Actually, Jay Woodcroft said it in his post-game availability. So during the game, it was announced that Stuart Skinner and Leon Dreisaitl have been voted into the NHL All-Star Game. That's February 4th in Sunrise, Florida, the rink of the Florida Panthers. And he said, the you know, last, uh, last goalie, last rookie goalie for the Oilers to make the All-Star Game. So um, Skinner is the first Oilers goalie to go to the All-Star Game since Tommy Sallow in the 01-02 season. Fifth goalie overall who's going to play in the game ranford did it once Sallow did it twice andy moog did it twice and grant fewer surprise surprise did it six times and fewer uh the only other rookie at any position to represent the Oilers in an all-star game he did that back in 1982 so a really cool accolade for skinner it's been a special season for him the the good play the contract becoming a dad now being named to the all-star game i uh found out by woody on the ice uh he kind of announced uh dave will go and leo going and then took a little while and then said my name and uh yeah my reaction i was kind of just shocked <laughs> uh, i didn't really expect it um then all the guys kind of came and, and uh, hugged me and a uh, very exciting moment and uh yeah it's obviously something that uh you know you watch growing up and you've always kind of wanted to be there so it's pretty cool that i get to get to go and meet the guys all right so skinner playing really well hasn't played the last five games I would expect he goes tomorrow against the Vancouver Canucks but really good season for him and Jack Campbell playing well lately he's won five consecutive games Leon Dreisaitl also voted in so last night uh, McDavid said well it wouldn't really be the all-star game without Dreisaitl 
the second leading scorer in the National Hockey League, an outstanding player. Of course, he, you know, the, the representative that got picked automatically, it's one guy from each team. Of course, it was McDavid for the Oilers, but pretty hard to leave uh, Drysaddle out. So the fans do indeed vote Drysaddle in. Yeah, uh, I guess thank you to the fans. Thanks to all the people that, that did vote for us. Um, but yeah, it's nice of nice of Connor to to think that way. Um, not sure what else he could have said in the media. So <laughs> take it for what it's worth. All right. Well, of course, McDavid's going to say nice things about Dreisaitl in the media. Though I, I do think he means them, but uh, Dreisaitl having a bit of a laugh there today. So that's just the uh, update on Skinner and Dreisaitl joining McDavid at the NHL's uh, All-Star Weekend. So they'll do some skills competition stuff, and then, of course, they get to play in the uh, the little three-on-three tournament that they're going to have. So here's the deal with the Oilers, and I, and I want to come at it from this angle tonight, and I'm curious what you're thinking as well. 780-496-0063 is the Hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. You can also email the show inside sports at 630chad.com. Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. But I'm going to talk about a word tonight that uh, we've used throughout the season. Rob Brown and I have used this word several times on Overtime Open Line over the years. Uh, or over this year, I should say, uh, especially often when talking about nights in which the Oilers lost or, or maybe didn't play that well. And that word, generally a popular word in Alberta, is beef. The, the, the Oilers, you know, and Rob and I have said it a lot, needing more beef, specifically usually on the back end, we've been talking about that, but I think up front as well. And it appears to me that... In the last two or three weeks, maybe, well, I guess it depends how far you want to go back with one player I'm going to talk about. But it appears to me the Oilers are getting beefier. And I'm talking about size. I'm talking about competitiveness. I'm talking about toughness. To some extent, maybe even I'm talking about fighting. And if you've listened to me over the years, you probably know that uh, I'm not somebody who's too... Um, married to the fact of that you have to have fighting in the NHL and that fighting is a part of hockey. I actually think the game of hockey can exist just fine without a lot of fighting. And I actually think the uh, a team can be quite successful without having to fight a lot. Having said that, I do see the place in the game for it. And I do enjoy the odd scrap when it is born of anger. I, 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 and I get why we've had fighting you know staged fighting over the years but but i i like fights better when they happen like they did last night two teams are just really peeved with each other and they're irritated and they're annoyed and they're a little angry and they're getting yappy and they're slashing and they're cross-checking and finally guys fight or patrick maroon says to clean cost and okay fine you're gonna, we're gonna fight me let's go are you sure you want to do it and they do that after, you know, Maroon was penalized for hooking McDavid and then shoving him a couple times after the whistle. So things like that, I think it's fine. And I, I, and I think it actually can calm a game down sometimes when two players do just drop the gloves. So that's all part of the, the beefiness for the Edmonton Oilers. And I'm going to relate it to three players. One of them is Vander, Evander Kane, who we know can play that way. He's only been back for a couple of games, but he got involved last night took a really big hit from Kucherov there late in the first period that that set off a scrum uh, but but we know what Kane can do we know he'll get involved we know that he'll yap we know that he'll back it up uh, and then you have Vinny DeHarnay 
who has been up now for five games. Interesting. He's never lost a game in the NHL. Pretty cool for him. The dude has three points, three assists, which is is a bonus in my mind. But I th- I wasn't sure how mean DeHarnay was going to play at the NHL level. Now, he's early in his career. Hopefully it's a long one in the NHL. Didn't debut until he was 26. But I would say so far, so good. He's not going to play a ton. I mean, he's he's probably going to be a depth defenseman now and throughout his tenure with the Oilers, however long that lasts. But I, I really was impressed with him last night because he he's really looking like a player who will go to the line and might even cross the line a little bit just to see what's going to happen. And as you probably saw last night, he didn't care that it was Nikita Kucherov, one of the best players in the league. And Kucherov can play uh, pretty cheeky himself, as we know. And I think there were a couple shifts where, you know, DeHarnay did a good job. I I don't want to say that he got Kucherov off his game because Kucherov was still pretty effective and and playing uh, and, and, you know, getting involved in in some of the dirtier stuff is part of Kucherov's game. But I I do think there were moments that DeHarnay had Kucherov more worried about him than he was about getting the puck and attacking the Oilers' net. So I say good for DeHarnay. We referenced this a lot in the NHL. Is a team hard to play against? And I think there are a lot of different ways to be hard to play against. I think when you have talent like McDavid and Dreisaitl on the team, that's that is one aspect of being hard to play against. I, I would I never want to underestimate the impact of talented offensive players who can get to the net and who can produce points and who can skate and can play physical and all those types of things. That's one aspect of being hard to play against. Then I think there's the other aspect, which the Oilers lack at times, and I think probably for most of the season, at least I would have identified as a weakness on the team, is do they have that beef? Do they have some big guys who will play big and will say, you know what, Nikita, not tonight. You know what, you want to go to the front of the net? Fine. You're going to get a stick on you. Keegan Colasar, you want to come to the net? Yeah, I'm going to box you out. And I'm going to yap at you after the whistle and challenge you, which DeHarnay has done. So good for DeHarnay. Do I necessarily think the Oilers want to go into the playoffs with DeHarnay as their sixth, seventh defenseman? I'm not ready to say that, and that's not a comment against the young man. It's just saying, you know, that experience pays off in the postseason. Uh, I think it's good DeHarnay is getting some now, but so far, so good. He's, he's he, again, he's got the beef. He's big, he's got the reach, and then he's willing to lay his stick on a guy, lay the body on the guy, and and he's been trusted in some crucial defensive situations late in games with a one or two goal lead. So so good for him. Hopefully it keeps going. And then the other guy has been here the longest, and that is Kleem Costin, who who got into the fight with Maroon. And uh, I mean, you can't. Costin to me isn't just in in the top twelve. He's in the top nine. Uh, I mean, he had his little scoring spurt, but I, I'm sure he's going to score again. He, he what he had seven goals in nine games. He's got a little bit of offensive touch, but he is he plays a beefy game. He will body check. He will hit you. He can get in a scrum after the whistle, and if he's got a fight, he's got a fight, as he, as he was able to do last night against the Vancouver Canucks. So I think the Oilers are getting beefier. I think they're, I guess you've got to have a beefy attitude as well. 
Is it enough? Can they keep doing it? I think those are the questions here going forward. They have three games until their bye week and the All-Star break. They are not against good opponents. So hopefully they can go out there and continue to assert themselves and not take anybody a little too easily or anything like that. But good signs and those three players I mentioned who weren't on the team. uh, Well, I guess Kane was on the team at the start of the year, but then he missed a whole bunch of time. So, you know, in in some ways, recent additions to the team, I think, are helping. And Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the team, commented today a little bit on the Oilers being beefier. I think uh, Evander Kane coming back into our lineup is is big. Um, he gets a lot of room out there. He's earned that space over time. Um, he makes everybody stand a little bit taller when he's in the lineup. Um, I think, uh, you know, Clem Costin's just been a revelation this year in terms of his play, what he can bring on a regular shift, but uh, in his willingness um, to get his nose dirty, especially on behalf of teammates, I think is excellent. Um, you know, Darnell, uh, you know, answered the bell last night. Um, you know, Vincent DeHarnay plays the game very hard. He makes life difficult on opponents. Um, I think it's par- all part of our team evolving and finding a way. Um, and it's a good sign. Yeah, I think it is a good sign. And do they have enough? I think that's a question. That, that is worth asking. I think they, they have more than they had before. Do they have enough? And, and hey, when we're talking about the Oilers, we, we got to say to the play, you know, look to the playoffs. Do, do they have enough? Four rounds to go all the way. They got quite a bit of skill. Goaltending's been coming around. Defending has been coming around. Do they have enough? And then do they have enough beef? Do they have enough of that pack mentality? Do they have that attitude to say, hey, opponent, whoever it is, this is going to be a difficult night for you. Maybe you're going to get a couple goals. Maybe you'll get a few chances, but you're going to be paying a physical price for all those chances. Part of that is having, you know, the beef to do it and then having the attitude to do it. 780-496-0063. Oh, you know what? Since we're talking about beef a lot tonight, Kellen, off-topic topic, can you keep a poll for the off-topic topic? Like, can you keep track of responses? Uh, informally. Yeah, I mean, you'll just have to have a little ledger. Uh, sure. Maybe little make little marks. Uh, seven eight zero four nine six. Old school mathematics coming up here on Inside uh, Sports. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. How do you like your steak? Ooh. I will put in an early vote for medium rare. And I will put in another vote for medium I, rare. I used to be a, <laughs> I used to be a medium guy, but now I'm just like no, medium rare is better. I like I like some redness in there. Very good, very good. That, that is our off-topic topic for Friday night. Since we're talking about beef, how do you like your steak? If you're a vegan, I am not doing this to offend you. Or am I? Well, they can tell us how they like their tofu steak. Is That's that, such a, is a, that thing a thing? I, I think so. Or well, they, uh, tofu's a thing. And what's steak what's is the, a thing. What's the Beyond the Meat steak or whatever it's called? Yeah, we're not going to count that. It has oh, to be okay. actual beef. Ah. 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Classic track photographed by Def Leppard off Pyromania. Turns 40 today. This song's a beauty, everybody. It's not a beautiful situation in Vancouver. They're not doing well. 
Boos Brudrow uh, probably on his way out as head coach. Uh, he was talking about the back-to-back games this weekend. I don't know yet. I mean, I'd be a fool not to say that I don't know what's going on, but uh, um, I just, like I said before, you come to work and uh, uh, you realize, you know, how great the game is. No. Sorry, you got a little emotional just now. What does it mean to you to be head coach this week? I'll talk later. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, Boos Boudreaux actually getting uh, choked up. And it's not a good time for the Vancouver Canucks. We're going to dive deeper to that with Matt Sakaris from the Sakaris and Price podcast a little bit later on. Between 6.30 and 7, Luke Gazdick for Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Luke is in the Cayman Islands, but still doing his regular appearance here in Inside Sports. I want to talk to him about uh, some of that physical play last night between the Oilers and the Lightning. 780-496-0063. We got time for uh, some of your responses. We'll have to get to a little more later. Kellen, what do we have? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we've got Oilers responses and we've got steak. Uh, how you, you like your steak track of this. You have to do keep track yes. of the steak. Yep, will do. Okay. Okay, so we'll start with our old buddy Matt in the culvert tonight. Nice guy. And he says, Oilers fans were screaming, where's the beef like Claire Peller in the old Wendy's commercials? <laughs> well, how do they like their Baconators now? And he says, also mark me down for medium rare. So that's, uh, what, free votes now for medium rare? Matt in the culvert. Love you, buddy. There we go. Uh, Nick... Text in and says another vote for medium rare. So there's four for medium rare right there. And then read the from a anonymous text says since the Kings game, it seems that each oiler is playing three inches taller and 25 pounds heavier. Oh, there is a name uh, attached to this. This is from Jeff in Red Deer. He also has our first vote for blue rare. Oh wow! He says he says he says cut off its horns, <laughs> wipe its butt, and put it on a plate. Oh, you gotta wipe the butt. That's key for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I could quite do blue rare, though. I, I do. Uh, I do like sushi. I mean, that's. I don't know. Maybe that's just a mental thing. Probably a lot of people are like, Reed, can't believe you eat sushi. I love sushi, but yeah, medium rare for steak. Yeah, maybe that Kings game turned it around because it got a little nasty in that game. In that game, and you know, some Oilers stepped up. Hyman got into a fight. He doesn't do that often. But we'll bring a little more beef with Luke Gazdick, and you can keep bringing the beef at 780-496-0063. Maybe someone needs to deliver me a steak. I don't know. Where's the beef? 